Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. So obviously when talking about postpartum and babies and families, it can get a little spicy. I just want to issue a headphone disclaimer, mamas, in case we got the littles in the room or we're doing a group or we're out in public. I just want you to know, headphones, 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 girl, because there is a little spicy language, but it's passionate and well-placed. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah Nicole, and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays. Subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the birds papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. So you know that I do not have chats unless I absolutely, absolutely love the person that I'm chatting with. I do not introduce you to just anybody. And today I am bringing in someone that I have so quickly come to adore. She is real. She is honest. She is just like us. I want you to meet my sweet, dear friend, Cameron Oaks Rogers, the freckled foodie. Thank you so much. I'm not used to doing like the in-person introduction. Yes. And that was so wonderful. Thank you. It's so true and it's so accurate. You're amazing and incredible. And I want us to get into it. So y'all, we're going to be talking about everything from relationship stuff, division of labor. I'm going to give you an insight into some of the struggles I'm having in my current relationship. And we're going to unpack it because Cameron can help with all of this. But before we do that, I just want her to give you the once over so that you can hear all the things she's done and all the things she, I mean, because you're a mom. Just give us all the things. Tell us about the Freckle Foodie. Tell us about your new sweet little baby, Bowie, and all the things. So I'm Cameron Rogers. I'm a content creator, podcast host, I just moved out of New York City to the New Jersey suburbs, mm-hmm. which I like say loudly and proudly. I yes. love New Jersey. It's where <laughs> I grew up. So I have a very, very, very fond love for it. Mm-hmm. And my content is really focused. I mean, the main goal is to remind everyone that they're not alone. Yes. And I talk a lot about my mental health struggles, where I'm at in that moment, my journey. 
a lot about the transition to becoming a mom and that mm-hmm. experience of going from pregnant to postpartum, especially mm-hmm. for the first and yes. what that looks like. And yes. I experienced a lot of mental struggles around that and a huge identity shift of who the hell am I? Yes. I don't even know anymore. And what I've tried to do on my platform is to really, I mean, my community, they're my people, they're my friends. Mm -hmm. I love them. I call them my freckled foodie family. Mm -hmm. They are my everything and my purpose and my why. And I just kind of treat it like my FaceTime. I'm like, we're just Yes, just checking in. I say the same thing. We call them our intern aunties because they've (laughs) known me since before I had the girls and now, and we're just always talking all the time. And like, y'all, this is why I was saying Cameron's our people. So understand that, selfishly, you know that I have been talking about wanting to have a baby and growing my family and all that. That's why Cameron's here, y'all. <laughs> I literally am about to pick her brain about all I'll things, you everything. pregnancy and baby, and also the aftermath of what that mm-hmm. looks like within a relationship. Because I know that as much as I can plan and prepare, there are going to be shifts that I will never, ever anticipate. So First things first, you have a one-year-old and just give us a high level for those who have not followed your story. What were some of the things that you ran into in terms of your mindset around? Because, I mean, you were super successful. You know, you have this and you still are. But I mean, you. you were like independently super successful yeah. with that little person attached to you. Then you have this baby and now it's figuring out how to exist in that world. Yeah. So my son is about, I guess he's two months shy, two and a half months shy of being two. So oh, like, you're not going to say the months? My child no. is 580. Two months old. So much. It's so weird. It's so annoying. Like I get it <laughs> until they're two. one. Okay. Two years old. <laughs> like you do it until they're one, fine. It makes sure, a difference. Sure. And then like, oh, a year and a half. But right. now I'm like, what am I gonna say? He's 20 months? He's like, what does that matter? Months then and you two do the quarters. Math. If you're not a mom you're, of a newborn, you're not thinking about months. Like, I don't know what that did. is. Where did it even start? Is that a doctor thing? Well, it or? starts with weeks because there's so much changing with every week in the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, in my opinion, at 12 weeks, I transitioned to months. And then right. I was saying like, oh, he's three months. And right. three months to six months is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. But then once they're a year, I'm like, can we just say he's a year? Yeah, they're a Or person. a year yeah. and a half. Yeah. So now I'm like, he's almost two. Yeah, right. Row. It's roughly. I'm listening. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, and all the aunties listening are like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's the greatest thing in the entire freaking world. He's, so he's my everything. He's so adorable. Y'all cheeks for days. I'm not kidding. Go to her well, so I don't share him on my social. Yeah, his face. Oh, so I just, oh. I showed you the I was photo like, of oh, him and I Olaf. Was like, I swear You're like, I've no, seen, you saw. No, but I've yeah. seen him on social, not but his not face. his face. Yeah, not his face. <gasps> we can see those cheeks from the back, y'all. Yeah, They're no, adorable. his cheeks are outrageous. Oh, They're stuffed with crayons. No, I'm Can we just take a moment to pause about that? Yeah. I went through a season where I stopped sharing my kids, too. Mm-hmm. When we were going through the divorce, I it actually timed really well with my little one. My 11-year-old was getting into that tweeny phase yeah. where I really wanted to ask her. Like, I, I did start asking her, are you okay with me sharing this? Because, yeah. you know, like... She needs braces. She's got zits. Like all those things you feel weird about, like society wise. I just never wanted her to have a post of someone being like, your kid's hair's not done. Or your people say like really mean oh, things on the ruthless. internet. It's ruthless. And so I stopped sharing her. And now I, I share content if she gives me permission to share it. That was kind of like a transitional phase. Mm-hmm. So there was a window there where you did not see my kids on social at all. And it was because we just finished filming a TV show. They were out in the world for both their safety and their privacy. I stopped. Yeah. I noticed like now you're telling me that you did not share Liam at all. I, it's weird because. You do share them, but you don't share so, them, I guess. Yeah, it's a confusing. Yeah, it's it didn't confusing. even occur. It, honestly, the photos are taken. So I did, it didn't even occur to me that I did not see him. So when he was first born, going into this whole thing, mm-hmm. I was like, 
I don't want him to be the center of my page. And that I always makes sense. knew that. And people will like kind of, this is your new thing. Want to pay attention to it. Totally. Yeah. And in the beginning, I was kind of sharing him sparingly where mm. every once in a while there was a photo of him. Right. And then I just felt, I really want this to be ours. And quite honestly, it's layered, right? There's yeah. obviously the privacy thing. Yeah. I've been in New York. I've walked around. I've seen these little kids in strollers mm-hmm. and been like, oh my God, I know those kids. And then right. I'm like, wait, I don't know those kids. Right. Those are XYZ's children that, that I've seen on social media. It's a real thing. I've had to tell my little one when we like, go to events, I'm like, people may know you, but you don't know them. Even if they know your name, you don't know them. Right. You, these are your handful of people that you are allowed to go anywhere with. Like I've had to do oh, the my conversation. Oh, my mother-in-law who it's watches him once a week when she used to be in the city, she'd be like on the lookout where she's like, if someone comes it's up to me, thing. I'm not going to act like everyone's getting tased. Yeah. Everyone's getting tased, girl. <laughs> like, it's okay, That's Joanne. It. Zap, zap. <laughs> but I felt really weird mm-hmm. feeling that. And mm-hmm. I didn't want someone else to feel that way with my child. Mm-hmm. And that was one layer. The other layer is... I have over the years when I first started, it was like everything was being shared. I was sharing my family. I was sharing everything. And then as you start to get a larger audience, you realize Mm -hmm. not all eyes are nice. That's right. Not listen. Some people people really will tear you apart just to do it. I some of the things that people have said have been such wild fallacies where I'm like, you literally just made this entire thing up or the speculation. People will speculate everything like, I mean, you are losing weight. So I wonder if it is this or you're not showing your daughter. So I wonder if it's this. And like, I mean, we have literally had divorce, stage four cancer, like all these things. And I'm like, you were speculating about something absolutely horrific. You know, Uh you are wild. So friends, you know that I am always posting fun content on social. If you subscribe to my newsletter, you see how beautifully organized it is. And I want you to know that whether you work for yourself or part of a team, you want to be creative. You want to make sure your online presence and your business stand out. And the best way to do that is with issue. Listen, I don't have a ton of time with my content. I can't reformat, resize, redownload and reupload everywhere. And that's why issue does all of that for me. You can create it once and it shares it everywhere. And understand that first impressions are everything. So if you want to make an impact with your online content, you're going to need issue. It's the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and so much more. You don't have to deal with PDFs. You don't have to review everything to make sure it fits on different devices. It works everywhere and it instantly shares across all your content platforms. And it also works seamlessly with tools you already use and love, like Canva and Dropbox, MailChimp and InDesign. I mean, honestly, in this day of social media, it's so hard to make sure that you're building something that people love. And if you're actually sending them to a newsletter, you want to make sure it looks good. Here is how creators, marketers, designers, and anyone who wants to make great content can stand out. And I want you to know that you can actually start using Issue for free. Oh, yes. Not a penny. You can get started with Issue today for free. Or if you want, you can sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code Nicole. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code Nicole at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. That's issue dot com slash podcast with promo code Nicole. (laughs) 
the speculations are out of control. Out I've of control. had, I, you know, I lost a lot of weight, not purposefully during mm -hmm. my postpartum mm -hmm. experience, mainly because I was depressed. Sure. And just the physicality of mothering and Everything. postpartum course, and breastfeeding and all this stuff. The speculation is out of control on many mm -hmm. aspects of mm -hmm. things. So that was one mm -hmm. of the reasons I'm like, I don't want to open every aspect of my life to these mean people. They don't mm -hmm. deserve this. And then the other one, quite honestly, is not something I proactively thought of, but has been my favorite part. I feel no pressure to capture content around him. With, that's brilliant. When I'm with him, I am never on my phone. That like, is brilliant. I just had my little sister add an entire shared album of all of the footage and videos she has of him because I want to make like a because you're like I don't video have any. for him. I don't have them that's because amazing. I'm really not recording when I'm with him. Like that's every incredible. once in a while, I'll prop my phone up and I'll get a video of us to send mm -hmm. to my family sure, or sure, if my sure. husband's in the Something office. Cute. But you're not worried about what are the angles and did it show his never. face or anything like that, which is wonderful. And if I happen to get a clip mm -hmm. that like my husband takes a photo of us and we, for instance, are looking at the window with the truck right, taking a tree right. down and those like, are the ones that oh, we've seen and that. i never even right. thought about it oh my like, gosh but i'm not i don't know and then there was one day where i was doing a, a sponsored content and i had always said he his face won't be in my sponsored content sure. but i was doing it for a pajama company that i love mm -hmm. and i was just gonna like lift him up to show the pajamas on him mm -hmm. on his back and i remember he was like not in a great mood he was sure. fussy sure. i'm recording this i'm getting frustrated and then i smell he's got a poop in his diaper and i'm like oh Fuck. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, can I quickly finish this? And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, what is happening? Yeah. I'm about to film this and yeah. not change his diaper because I need this content. Absolutely not. And I uh. literally immediately texted my management and I was like, whether his face, not even, like he's just not. It's, it's not, not happening. He's not on the table. Um, I love that. I love, love, love like that consideration because one, I would like to become a mom again, you know, yeah. and I'm doing all things differently as I've learned and evolved. But two, I think you're really speaking to what a lot of people don't know about sort of this other side of the influencer world is that, you know, you're a real person, you know, who mm -hmm. has to do real things. And these are real little lives that we're absolutely considerate of, you know, when he's the most important thing that's ever like In that the has ever world. happened ever. to me. Absolutely. And I also don't think that we have as a community seen the mental impact of living a public life as a child yet, mm -hmm. because the generation of kids who were online so actively as young children mm -hmm. are only now starting Entering their mid 20s and 30s but we are seeing some of the impacts like difficulty maintaining relationships right. so now we're starting to see them yeah. like get the wherewithal and the verbal like the mental capability mm -hmm. to discuss how this impacted mm -hmm. them and i think about a lot of people who i see on social media who sometimes the kids are being used as clickbait oh, and it totally. makes me feel wildly uncomfortable. Totally. And then I can only think about the impact on the child. So yeah. Mm -hmm. that's well, just... and also I think that again, when you're a creator, you understand a little more. Like, you know, like I, how, the you know is how that, yeah, I know how the sausage is made. So sometimes it's funny because I'll hear people say, especially about me, cause I adopted my three girls. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's using them for content. She got them for content. She got them for whatever. And it's so interesting. Cause again, people are judging you hundred percent on the one percent of your life that they actually see. Yep. There's so much of my life you don't see. There's so much that my no, girls but go. They'll never no, 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 no. understand that. They'll never know. And it's not their job to. Honestly, it's totally it's a fine. Confusing you know? dichotomy because on the one hand, to be a quote unquote good influencer, mm -hmm. you have to make people feel like they know you. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, you're never going to know everything. Not at least not, especially not right away, real time. That's yeah. like a bit like I love to say that I like to share my scars and not my scabs. I want things to heal over. I want to get a better understanding. I need to work it. on that. You I'm know. Not good at that. Oh yeah, it's just because I don't need 
all the voices as I'm processing because mm-hmm. I've learned so much that your processing can just go through a full range, yep. you know, and while I think there is some merit to sharing while it's, again, scarred, not fully healed over. I don't need to pretend or get it covered up or whatever before I'm able to share on it. Mm-hmm. But I just want to get past that initial healing phase where it could get ripped back many times and then end up being worse than it needs to because the Internet is not kind at times. But yeah. all this stuff being said, so yeah, we that is so true. Think- it's a pivot, but no, it's a valid pivot yeah. because, you know, you're telling us so much about, you know, where you've kind of inserted privacy, but you do share so much about mm-hmm. your mental health, about especially it's I guess that's part of but why that's because it's my story. That's, that's the true. But but when you talk about your pregnancy, I guess it is your story. But postpartum mm-hmm. does talk about Liam and all of yeah. that. So tell us a little bit more about that, because, you know, selfishly, I want to know because I'm going to be an older mother, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't anticipate I, I pray and I wish and I receive that it'll be the easiest, most simple, seamless transition of a pregnancy ever. But that doesn't mean it's not going to wreck my body, right. you know, so. What does this mean? What what can I anticipate? How was it for you? So I said this to you before we started recording. I was always someone that knew I wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to be pregnant. Yep. I like even yep. when we were in high school, my best friends, I'd yep. be like, I am just my body Same. craves being pregnant. Same. And they're like, what the hell? Are you I know it's now? the weirdest thing. But some people like, you just can't know, explain just it. the way some people don't have the mommy chip. Like I am team rich auntie. Oh, childless you don't by want choice. Kids? You don't want kids. I love don't that have for kids because also I know the product of having kids that weren't wanted. Right. You know what I mean? Like and so you better believe that if you don't want kids, don't have I'm them, you know, because the I'll take free movement. I love all the babies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get it. So but you knew you wanted them. Then pregnancy. I just did not enjoy it. And I, it, I like think the whole process. The whole process. Same. I think there I'm not like going to like three week pregnant. process where I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was like, was that at the top end or the this. middle or the, the end? middle? It's your like 20 ish week honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And you're just, just pregnant. You're cute. It's showing. It's and showing, you're not nauseous. You're not uncomfortable. You it. just got over the nausea stage. Got you're it. like, oh, this is so like I'm growing a human. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's not awesome. The rest of it. But for me, mm-hmm. I didn't feel connected to my pregnancy. Sure. And maybe it's because I was so excited to be pregnant. And then I hated mm-hmm. it that that was also a confusing mm-hmm. mindfuck. So it was just the beginning was rough. You know, you're nauseous. Yeah. This whole morning sickness is a lie. You're sick all yeah. day long. Like yeah. the nights were honestly the worst for me. Mm-hmm. I just felt so tired, so sick, not myself. It was a very out of body experience. And I personally did not feel connected during that stage, especially like like connected, to what was growing inside. And of I me. know this sounds weird, but I'm you know, I, I cannot wait to be pregnant mostly yeah. because I cannot wait to create with the person that I'm in love with. And I cannot wait to hold my baby in my arm. Like mm-hmm. I, I have and I think some mothers oh, I'm trying not to get teary about it, but I think so many mothers can understand this if you've gone through it, and if you've had that blessing. That's what I was going to say, but you're a mom. So I think now maybe that's it. That's what it is, because now I feel right. All the things when I'm pregnant. I will feel that connection because I know I can the conceptualize outcome, I guess. on the other side the love. Yeah, that part. But I you just can't like, conceptualize it. I still feel like it. I will hate being pregnant because one of the things that I'm worried about is I still have a lot of responsibilities because I'm already a mom and I am really I don't like being tired. I don't like loss yes. of control. These are all things my therapist is working you out with surrender. me. You know? so That's my mantra pregnancy. Oh my gosh, the surrender of it all is going to be difficult. I've worked really hard to be healthy and to have the body that I mm-hmm. have. And I just am not excited about sort of relinquishing everything to create this being, no matter how much I love them and would do totally it for them. It. But 
I tell you, sometimes I tell I tell my partner because my partner also really wants to go through that process. What's sweet is he wants two kids, but he's like, let's try one and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. I will not make you do it twice if it does not work. You know what I mean? Like he's not making me do it once, but you know, that sort of thing. So I'm excited to do the process, but I also am when I tell you dreading and I worry about that connection because sometimes I'm like, will I feel like I'm, for lack of better phrasing, cooking a human or will it just feel like there's something in me? I felt like I had a virus. That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 you know, yeah. Like, am I just sick? Like, and then at the end, and then all of a sudden a person shows up and then it's really confusing. That's how it feels like it will be. Yeah. So friends, I've been chatting a lot here about, you know, my baby making journey and fertility and starting over and how I I just cannot wait to increase my family. And I want you to know that part of that journey has been getting informed and the traditional guidance with fertility has always just been kind of wait and see. But there are real tools out there now that can help us plan for and track everything in our lives. I mean, you know how I am as a consultant and a coach. I mean, I can get a nutritionist for wellness. I can get a financial coach for finances, for my career, for school. Why should I treat my fertility as just a wait and see? I mean, if I have that knowledge, I have the power and the ability to make better decisions. And with being an older mom and the phase of life that I'm in, It really is important for me to know my body, my health and my future. And there aren't any decisions that are really bigger than having a kid. So I don't want to leave my fertility to just being a big question mark. And I'm really excited. And if you've been following me over on social, you've seen that I've started my modern fertility journey. And that's why modern fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You just mail it in with their prepaid label. Y'all, it came in this box and it was terrific. And you get your personalized results within six business days. And I don't know about y'all, but, you know, being excited about this journey, I also didn't want the anxiety of waiting forever for a lab to get back to me. And it was really nice because I did all this in the privacy of my home with my partner and we get our results back in six days. And it's something that we're able to talk about. And I got such great details. I got insight into my hormone levels, like my ovarian reserve, or in other words, if you have more or less eggs than average for your age. And Other important factors, you know, that can impact your fertility and the results really do go deep into what every hormone means. And I'm able to take all of that, go to my doctor and talk about next steps. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering all of my listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Nicole. That means that your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Nicole. That's modernfertility.com slash Nicole. I felt the connection once he was born, which I know not everyone does. Sometimes it takes longer. Right. But I did feel that connection right when he came out. I was like, oh, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. My life is forever changed. I definitely know I I will definitely feel that. I think I may feel it sooner. I hope. Yeah. You know, because I'm excited to be pregnant. Also, I don't know. You have children. So I think it will be easier to conceptualize that love on the other side that I I hope so. Like, yeah, I I can hear about it and I know I'll love my But I don't really know. But But then also the balance of when you, so being an older mom, I have not been pregnant and I've had my own body for myself for so long that yeah. the idea of at close to 40 giving up my body 
to another being to the point where I can't do the things to even prepare for that being yeah. is really difficult. And also I'm going to have other things like high blood pressure. And so also just, you know, because I always speak very transparently on here, you know, for people listening, this is also part of why we shouldn't speculate on influencers and their bodies and content Never. creators because, you know, one even though I talk about this journey, you know, pregnancy loss is real. There are things that I'm not going to share along the way. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, in a previous episode, you know, I think two or three chats ago with y'all that when I'm pregnant, y'all probably won't hear about it for a while just because it is that intimate and personal. I'm taking it that seriously because I just want to make sure my baby gets here safely. Mm -hmm. But all that being said, I don't anticipate that, you know, for just normal reasons, a normal pregnancy at this age can be very difficult, you know? So, the idea of having owned my body for so long and now turning it over for nine months. It's really, I mean, I hate to say it yeah. too, it's more than nine months. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 yeah, right. And then it's, it's breastfeeding. It's, it's like, I'm not going to have my body for two years. Two, you know yeah, what I mean? Years. Like at minimum. And I mean, I had my, I got my little at three, my cutie puffin, and she was attached to my hip. I mean, she had just turned three. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have to do... I had to reinforce potty training, but I didn't have to initiate it. And I didn't have to do that. I haven't done that yet. Oh, you know, honestly, it like when I got it, when I tell you it's, it wasn't as bad. I don't know about boys though. I don't know. I don't know. I hear you like put target practice and you're like trying (laughs) to hit the whole pitch. No, how that goes. But it's okay. I'm like, that's gonna be dad's job. Yeah. Little boy. But, Either way, the, you know, having her, I remember her being attached to my hip. Like I remember going through. The physicality is so real. It's so much. Like, I mean, when you talk about, you know, wanting to be in the moment and when you were creating that content and realizing I don't want to have to do this because my baby's needs come first. I had that moment that led to me quitting my job where I was on the phone with my boss and I had my little in the back seat because she want, had a call right away. And mm-hmm. and I said to her, you know, she was in the car seat and I said, I need to be quiet just for a moment so that, you know, I can take Miss Nicole at the time can take this call. And she was like, of course, she was three. She was silent. The call went on for 45 minutes. She was silent for 45 minutes. And it was after that moment that I said, this will never happen again. I need to quit my job. Three-year-olds should not have to sit quietly. I thought she'd fallen asleep, you know, and she was so proud of herself for being quiet. And I was like, this is absurd. Like, what, like, what are we even talking about here? You know? And so it's crazy because I relate so much to this sort of postpartum thing. And I didn't even realize that you, you have your own version of it. Yeah. You know, well, post-adoption. right. We said that in our, yeah, in the our recording chat. for my yeah. show where I was like, you you still experienced yeah, it. Yeah, but I just never, I never even realized because I mean, who researches postpartum until right. you're in it? And that's part of the problem. And that's what's so powerful about you having these conversations because we don't know what we're expecting. So let's talk about your relationship because being in a relationship with someone that I love so, so dearly mm-hmm. and that is such a partner to me. I mean, truly, Part of why I'm excited to get pregnant with this person is because I feel like I will be just supported top to bottom in all ways, shapes and form. I'm so grateful. And but I'm also almost protective of that because it's my first time having this sort of relationship. I'm so scared about what I'm just telling all my business. I didn't even realize like I'm like, this is so real, though. (laughs) But I'm so scared about what. A pregnancy, you know, and mostly postpartum, those early, not even the pregnancy, the postpartum, the yeah, early more days. The postpartum. Yeah, I'm so scared about what that's going to do to our dynamic, the stress, the structure, the relationship, how needy I'll be. Like, it's definitely an experience yeah. and it's a journey. Yeah. And I think maybe you'll have one part of it under wraps because you have children and right, he's involved right, in their lives in right. that sense where you've already yeah, like, he knows where to stand. We have a right. routine and all that. Yeah. Because for us, it was going from zero to one where sure. not only is it, I am really in need of more help than I ever have been, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also now we have to collectively raise this child yep. and put our life 
on the back burner, at least for this very beginning stage. For sure. And it, I mean, I will say that now I feel our relationship is stronger than it ever was. And we started dating when we were 16. I love hearing that. That was literally what I was waiting to hear because I've heard people say that if it goes well, you're and it's not the case before. for everyone. It but isn't like, the case for everyone. But if it goes well, you're better than before. If I, not, it yeah. shows everything. I think I always think about our relationship in stages, right? We started mm-hmm. dating when I was 16 years old and I thought it was the forever. I told all yeah. my friends we were going to get married, like at all their speeches at my wedding. They were like, well, Cam told us she was going to marry him. So, but reflecting back, that's puppy love. Of course. You know, then you go through stages. Well, I always tell my girls because they're in that stage now because I'm an older mom. They're literally like, oh yeah, I'm with this person. I'm like, you've been together for two years. I get that that's forever right. in, your, in your world, but you're in your 20s. You're not planning to get married for five years. Do you think that you guys can be together for seven years when you don't even share stuff? Of course you're in love. Right. You don't share anything. You don't share a bathroom. You don't share a bill. You, you dates, don't share a car. Out, have sex. You literally, you're literally doing all the best parts of marriage without any of the worst parts. Like, what are you talking about right now? So, yeah. So I will say that postpartum was definitely one of those stages that we worked through. But Mm -hmm. now it feels, I mean, I said this to you, I I would die without him. Like, he is my biggest supporter in all aspects of my life. But for us, a really vital thing that got us through onto the other side in an even better way than I could have imagined was... The division of labor stuff is so important. Did this exist before the baby? Did you guys already have clarity around how you divide up labor um, in your, the in your dog. home? So like mm-hmm. there was stuff around him kind of. But I mean, I want to talk about this intentionally because, I mean, you talked about this division of labor. what you even have to do without a kid. Like, I what know, are Isn't the- it funny how once you have kids, you're just like, there's so much stuff. But realistically, there are things. Right, it's there like, are things. Who's, who's taking the meat out of the fridge? Who is taking the trash out? So who's you- responsible for paying the bills and making sure they're paid? Or if something, like, I always talk about husband work or boyfriend work in the house, mm-hmm. where it's like, there's certain things, like, you reach the tall things on the shelf. You always take the trash out. If there's yeah. a bug, I'm not dealing. Like, just certain things. I'm, I'm the like, bug person, unfortunately, yeah. in our relationship. See, yeah, I'm just not, you But know? I think it, it, it was definitely divided, but it wasn't intentional mm. it just kind of was what happened okay i like cooking i like grocery yep, shopping same, i was same, doing that same like there was a division yes but it wasn't like an intentional let's sit down and work this through okay it just happened organically, just happened organically. so i mean some of that is when you're in a good partnership you guys have that yeah. and that's also a sign of a good partnership where you're able to divide the labor and it's working so at what point did you say which I think a lot of us, and I hope all my friends hear this because I'm hearing it, you know, a lot of us don't ever think we need to sit down and intentionally divide the labor or we're scared to have that conversation, which is telling, mm-hmm. you know, about dividing up the labor, partly because we think it's either A, going to be a lot of mental load. People do this in the businesses. I don't want an assistant because I don't want to have to train anyone. So what, how on earth did you do this? Like, it sounds yeah. unbelievable to me. So for me, postpartum, I really struggled mentally. I had postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I was just not in a great place. To did that be- surprise you? Like, no, because I've always kind of struggled with my mental health. Okay. What surprised me was the timing of it. It wasn't fresh. It was more around months like four to six. That's important for people to hear. Yeah. People, are, you, people might mistake that for not postpartum mm-hmm. related because they're like, the baby's been here. It was more like I could survive living in his world, I had a really hard time him surviving in mine. And mm-hmm. I was in his world for those first few months. Sure. It was just the three of us in the apartment. And that's understood, expected. Right. Sure. All that we had to do was everyone had to eat, yep. poop, shower. Yep. And then once I started returning to work and like other aspects of my life, mm-hmm. that's where how do I find hit. this balance? Who what am I? Mean what about do I me? talk about? Yep. Yep. What am I doing? So 
Anyway, I was struggling mentally. He had a very limited paternity leave and I was breastfeeding at the time. We didn't have any help. It was just the three of us in the apartment for the first three months. And it naturally, unfortunately, the evolution of the female body, a lot falls mm-hmm. on the female if you are breastfeeding, nursing yep. or pumping. Easily. I mean, you got to keep the baby alive. Yeah. Period. So mm-hmm. it was just, in my opinion, a lot was falling on me, whereas he was doing a lot. Mm-hmm. But his were more tangible tasks that he could see and feel. And mine was more mental load. And so in I could just feel this dichotomy shifting where I knew that he was doing things right. and he felt he was doing a lot. So simple one then, grocery shopping and cooking. Was he picking that up? We weren't really, we were like getting delivery and we you were weren't just even like, we cooking. Just can't like even, people were even. sending us food. Like Ugh. that was the be- best gift you can give to anyone postpartum right. is food. Like food our friends fridge. were delivering food. Oh was, my yeah. gosh, guys, get you good so, people. Oh yeah, ooh, good people. Oh my gosh. The best gift. Yeah. But- we, I, I remember listening to this podcast and I forget the name of this person, but she has a card deck called Fair Play at Home. Ooh. And there's basically a card for everything, like okay. writing thank you cards, writing birthday cards, buying birthday gifts, kids' classes, extracurriculars, oh, doctor's I love appointments. This. Because, like, when I said I need more help, he's like, I'm trying to do everything while I'm still working. Like, I'm doing as well, much as I can. Well, guys think they're doing everything. I shouldn't I shouldn't lump, but I it's been my experience that oftentimes guys will think they're doing so much because they don't realize. Like I had a conversation with my guy the other day where I was like, I came home and the house was a mess. And he's like, it's not a mess. And I was like, blankets aren't folded. You know, the mail's in a pile over here. And he was like, oh, yeah, but it's not much. And I was like, you don't realize how often I tidy. Right. Like just that, like I wake up, I get up and I'm picking up behind you, pushing in chairs, all this stuff. You don't realize that your clean home you're in. And And now standards are different. And standards are different. And I'm willing to let it go if it does. If like I always tell them when I'm not there for four days, I don't care about the daily tidying, just tidy before I get back. You know, that sort of thing. But you better believe that he that was a mental load thing that he didn't realize that the mental load is so real. It's real, especially for mothers. And I think that's what's hard to conceptualize on the other side of it. Mm. So we sat down. They're not in our brains. Right. And we sat down and played this game and it was so helpful Mm -hmm. for like my side of the discussion because, yes, there was. A dishes card. There was a trash card. So what is the point is just you take the card of who does what? So you separate, you take the card deck Mm -hmm. and you basically take out all the cards that apply to your family. So Mm -hmm. there's ones that are like things that don't apply to us right now for trips to Dubai every Tuesday. Like like things for older children. Sure, sure, sure. um, Or like multiple kids, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And or if you have a dog, if you don't have a pet, those cards won't apply to you. Right. So you create your deck. Then you go through and what we did was we picked everyone that we held Mm -hmm. and you could see my stack was huge. Wow. And I'm like, this is the mental load because it's wow. Kids scheduling kids, doctor's appointments, scheduling. Everyone needs this scheduling. Everyone needs to do this. It makes it a tangible asset in this game, which also is how I feel like. And I want to say uniformly, I'm not a scientist, but a lot of males understand better. Like you'll mm-hmm. hear sometimes that men don't understand pregnancy until they're holding their baby because yep. nothing really has changed in their world outside of the awareness that their partner may be going through something that has to be articulated to them. Yeah. So it's it's why I mean, my my guy said to me the other day, I was like, look, I'm, I'm dreading this. You know, like we have conversation. I'm dreading mm-hmm. this and I'm going to need to have a doula, a midwife. I need to have all the people because I'm dreading this. I and he's like, he's them. like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't dread it because your body's meant to do this. I almost threw him out of the car. 
I was like, sir. I was oh, like, that's like one of a hundred that you're going to want to put oh in my gosh. Just wait I was like, listen, your body can heal from a gunshot. It doesn't yeah. mean I want to get shot. You know what I mean? Like, are you serious right now? Like, but these are the things he has to learn not to yeah. say, you know, so that he can stay alive. But yeah. I think that the deck thing really does. It's great. And then you can visual. go through and split them up. Then you can be like, okay, can you take this task? Can That's you take that so task? so good. And another thing. But then we also have to, and I know this is for me also, and for anyone who's you listening. You have to offload it. Offload it. I cannot dictate how it's done. Outside, no. Within reason, obviously, you're not doing the dishes. If you don't rinse them off, you just throw them in the dishwasher. Now there's noodles everywhere. Right. Like, if you're going to take it, do it right. You know what I mean? But, but the point is, once you own that card, the mm-hmm. other person does not have to think about it. Because that's, I don't want the mental load of, did he, is he taking out the trash? That Are the dishes right. clean? I don't want to think about it. So, so I'm going to ask about the question tests. then, Cameron, it doesn't happen perfectly. How do you handle when it doesn't then? And obviously, it's a process that you work through. So, yeah. I'm trying to think of a few things like, okay, when, when we moved recently, mm-hmm. there was a comment, like, I remember the trash was falling. I was like, can you take out the trash? Mm-hmm. And he kind of looked at me for a second and I was like, that, that's your task. Don't even, uh, nope. Yeah. I don't touch the trash. You want to do it. It's your task. Yeah. And I sometimes fall on my end of tasks. Sure, of course. And I have we to own do. that where I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, we do not have groceries Yeah, and, and this was on me. I got to do it. And I'm going to deal with it today, yeah. okay? And look, there are times where obviously you're going to have to pick up for someone else. Sure. I'm in LA for the week. Yeah. He is on full dad duty. Mm-hmm. He's taking care of our son. Like mm-hmm. he's owning all of the tasks. Yeah. But when you return, what do you do? Do you, Are you like, do you get a day off? Like sometimes I do that where it's like if I'm, because also maybe because it's a stepdad situation, I also feel a little bit and we have, I have a lot of kids. Like I, when I come back, I'm like, do you want a day off to go hang with your friends? I mean, that's or something the dream. Like, that, like or, when he comes back from a trip, yeah. I'm like, sign me send up me to for something else. Like, yeah. Send me away from here. Of course, the day I get home on a Friday, Saturday, I have this huge event in New York. So I actually uh, called my sister and she's taking our son. Because nice. we're taking her son for the night. Yeah, that nice, night. Nice, so I was nice. like, can you take ours for the morning? Well, just because also sometimes you walk in, you're like, it's chaos. I have to like do my laundry. I have to do this. Like, Oh, like, yeah. You, know, you got to do your own things. stuff. Yeah. But I just feel like the, the division for us has been really key in getting through the early stages mm-hmm. of entering to parenthood. Did and you do this before the baby no. came in anticipation? I mean, no. Yeah, it's a great idea, but yeah. no. The other thing for me is I get very overstimulated and I struggle with anxiety and I'm sure. diagnosed sure. ADHD. So my brain All is constantly things. racing. So there are times where all, if I'm very overwhelmed, I'm like, listen, I just want to tell you what's running through my head right now. That's good. I How do you, can you set me up in the environment? So when you need to bring something like that up, is it blurt? Like I'm in the oh, car and you say this. Like, it's not like, hey, I'm going to bring this up and receive it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's like, I'm this like, is sitting here and you're going to help me hold it. Yeah. <laughs> do we have groceries for the week? What size is Liam in diapers? Do we have the next diapers? Mm-hmm. Shoot, are we out of wipes? What about clothes? Is yes. he in zero to three or is he in three to six now? And yes. if he's in three to six, what season is that? Do we have clothes for that? That's Should I be right. signing him up for music class? Like I could go oh, yes. on. People don't and know. On. And oh. when I do that, he's like, wow. And I'm like, that's what it's like in here. Yes. You don't want you don't want access to this. I don't want to be here. I exactly. want to leave myself. Okay. I live in that I'm exhausted. Land. Like that is literally, yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. Not building resentment. Actually, I'm always thankful because my partner can kind of bring me into his world sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you better believe I have those moments where I look at him and I'm like, how is this always you just shut down? You don't oh, even here? Uh, how do you even do this? I get very jealous that he yeah. like also can shut his brain off from his job. Oh yes. 
Oh, and just be, well, I mean, because when you do content, you're always Always working. There's always always something, always, anything can be content anytime. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm literally sitting here like, we did not take a single photo. I know, well, we were I didn't describe, I'm like, look at me. I was like, and then here we are. We both came straight from the plane. Yeah, just like, come in here and sit, like, whatever, just hopping in. But all that being said, you so you started this, and how long have you been kind of actively working and and playing the division of labor game, like making sure that? So works. we only really played with the formally. card deck formally once, mm-hmm. and then we felt like it, it. We felt great with the division. And mm-hmm. look, do you ever have to reshuffle? I feel like you got to when the kids get older. It's yeah, when you will. Yeah, and you know we moved, so mm-hmm. now we like own this home, and there's there's yard work, so there's much that you comes know the check the water heater. Oh my god, yeah. we have yeah. ten people in the house, like with things every single day. If there's I, anything like, I can tell you as a multiple homeowner, and I've had real estate property, like all that, like I will tell you, there's a window where it gets better. I'm I there is a wait. window. It's the initial where you're like, and it feels like so much for like three to six months, or sometimes even the yeah. first whole year. But then there's a pocket where you're like, well, we normally aren't doing anything. Yeah, to so the that's house. what we're in right now. Yeah, like, we haven't crazy. even ordered furniture yet. Oh. Pest control has been there ten times already. We've had it's trees crazy. taken down. It's so crazy. That has shifted, and we've had discussions where like we both feel like there's just so much going mm-hmm. on, and the reality is there is, but seeing where the other one is struggling and mm-hmm. trying to figure out like how can I help and pick this up so that it's mm-hmm. off of your plate because I know so you're going good. through a lot. It's so good. So I have to ask with so much going on, you know, one of the things that I've experienced with my partner having the kids and, you know, obviously this content world, I have a book tour, I have like all these things happening and you're so busy too and you've got a little, how do you keep and this is going to sound so cheesy, the spark alive. One thing that I, and that's the like cheesy, fancy way to say it. The way that I've been saying it to Alex, my guy is I'll say him, Hey, I need, I need to be your girlfriend for a day. You know what I mean? Like, cause I have been in full on mom wife mode. I've been walking around here with a messy bun leggings and no makeup. You got to take me out. Like I literally will say I need a date. So this is something I talk about a lot because mm-hmm. I saw this TikTok by this girl. Her name was like Rosie something. Mm-hmm. If you look on my social, I've tagged her in in all the things I talk about when I discuss this. But she said, and what we've adopted is two date nights a month at the minimum. Mm -hmm. You schedule them the month prior, which reminds me, we have to schedule in March. We didn't do that. Mm -hmm. But one is in-house, one is out of house. Mm -hmm. And you are responsible for planning one. And the next month it switches. Mm -hmm. So we have an in-house date and an out-of-house date. So you only need childcare for one. What are the parameters for in-house date? Because we have a thing called couch time. So at the end of every day, we sit on the couch. and that's No, no, no. We do that every night. Got it. It's like we're doing something. So for my first one, I did like a beer flight tasting where when I got all these different beers, we did at-home pizza. Of the baby, like where it's just sometimes it's easier to sometimes not always have to go easier out. Easier to not have to go out, and like I don't always want to go out, got and it. that way we don't have to get a babysitter. It's just get it. easier to build in. It. But it could be anything. We did a movie night one night where I got like our favorite candies and popcorn, and we watched this movie that he's been saying he wanted to watch for like mm-hmm. three months. Mm-hmm. The other night he got this card game that was like a question card so game. Do you we each did two two dates, or is it just two a month? Total? No, two a month. And so then, it's like every two weeks. Yeah, and then the out of house date could be anything. It yeah. could be a Sunday, you have someone has the kids for the day and you sure. go have a full day or it yep. could be a dinner date, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the surprise aspect, again, mental load. Yes. I don't have to think about one. That's right. So I just show up. That's I don't right. know what we're having for dinner. D- just I don't like, know this where we're you need going. To wear, this is what we're yeah. doing. I love that. Like, And that, that has honestly been a very nice added benefit. And obviously you could do four of these. How long have you been many doing these? I think five months. 
Did but, something happen where you were like, we need to do these? Like, because for me, it's always a trigger of like, I'll literally look in the mirror. And part of this is hormones, you know, but I'll look yeah. in the mirror and it'll probably be like ovulation week. And I'll be like, why oh, I hate my life am I such a monster? He will never want to be with me. Here I am with this young, hot tenderoni and I'm an old, dusty piece of formaldehyde. <laughs> like, I need oh to, if I don't go out quick and get dressed, he will never be with me. You know? like, so I'll go to him and I'm like, I need a date. <laughs> I think so. it comes from, for me, it was a lot of like the same shit every day, mm-hmm. especially because Routine. I gave birth during COVID. Oh, so yes, that'll do it. We were in a stage of quarantine where people were just getting vaccinated. Got it. But there was still this discussion anytime anyone came over. When was the last time you were with people? Of course, of are course. you vaccinated? Have you seen any of symptoms? Course. Why don't you wear a mask? Like there was so mm-hmm. much anxiety things. around it. Yeah. And so And you were still in the city at the time. Still in the city. So you throw in that like life of COVID yeah. for the past three years, plus then having a kid where your social life just changes so much. For sure. Where I just felt like we were doing the same thing every night. And it's so easy for me to, once our son goes down, to just work at night. Mm -hmm. And then at like Mm -hmm. 8.30, be like, okay, let's watch a quick show. And then go to bed. bed. Exactly. Couch time. And like, we're not actually connecting. Doing anything. Or if you are connecting, it's logistics. Yeah. You know, which is not good either. The worst. Yeah. Like we're together physically, Mm -hmm. but there's not that like deeper time spent together. Absolutely. And I just felt like we needed more of that. And he felt the same way. So That's this great. is kind of what we've integrated. I'm so glad great. you guys articulated that because so many people let that go for so long or they don't acknowledge when their partner says that, you know. And also there's some merit, you know, like, you know, for me, I've been in previous relationships where I acknowledge it and it's not, you know, mutual, received. you know, it's yeah. not received. And that's telling too. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people want their partners to become romantic or to be romantic. But if the person isn't who they are and if they say that that's not something they're interested in, you should listen to that too, you know? Yeah. So I love these tips to refresh things if they were previously there, if that energy was there. But also keep in mind, no matter where you are in your relationship listening, if this for some reason is not what it's like for you, then, you know, that might mean something as well. So Okay, I am like, I literally could talk to you forever because there are all of the, th- I mean, there's so many things where I'm like, oh my gosh, and then what about this? Well, and then that what about will be this? I know, literally, I, like, yeah. I'm going to be like, and so I don't know why I said I wanted to do this. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my gosh. But you are offering so much of yourself. You know, of course, everyone like head to the Freckle Foodie, like make sure you stay up on all the camera and stuff. Like so much of yourself in so many different ways. What can we see next? You know, because you're always entering a new chapter. You talk mm-hmm. about seasonality so much. Yep. I talk about seasons and starting over and life is a series of starting over. What what can we expect to see? What are you gonna, What's the big thing you're going to share? So for me, obviously, like the mental health aspect of my work mm-hmm. is my main focus. It's what lights me up the most. Yeah. It's what, you know, I started out with food when I left the corporate world. That was my focus. And I loved it for that stage of my life. Mm -hmm. But for me to get a message that's like, oh, I made your recipe and I loved it Mm -hmm. versus, oh, I listened to your episode on postpartum depression and it saved me and changed Mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. And I just had this exact experience. I had a listener on the show as a guest, actually. And we talked through our postpartum experiences. And I mean, you can see video on my page. I'm hysterically crying throughout the episode because she's sharing all of these things that I've helped Mm -hmm. her with. But Mm -hmm. that is life-changing for me. And that's my purpose. That's my why. I love that. And so for me, mental health aspect of all of my content is definitely main focus, but really the podcast, like that's where I'm the happiest. Mm -hmm. I I love doing it. Mm -hmm. I definitely have an idea of expanding in a way where I want to create a form of product that has like helped me through my mental health journey that I hope can help others. Mm -hmm. So that's like 
one day. Actually, I'm mm-hmm. going to put this out in the universe. I really want to write a children's book. Makes a lot of sense. 2023 is my like research er- era. Sure. And then 2024 is my New York Times bestselling era. That's right. I receive it. So I receive I'm it. putting that out in the universe. It's on my vision board. So why not say it here? So those are the two things that like in the future I see myself doing. I love that. Everyone, you know how I feel. We're two or two or three stand in agreement that we can make anything happen. So you're hearing Cameron's big visions. Hold them for her. Put them out into the world. Support her so that we can see those things come to light because she gives so much of herself and we all need it. Y'all, I need it. So Cameron, thank you so much for taking out thank the time you. to chat. Where can people find you? Where can they follow? Where can they listen? Yeah, on Instagram and TikTok, it's at Cameron Oaks Rogers. My podcast is a DM radio show. I have new episodes every Wednesday morning. It's Freckled Foodie and Friends. And then my website for some like older recipes and some other stuff is freckledfoodie.com. Perfect. Oh, follow all the things, y'all. This is really good stuff. Another great chat. Oh, I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.